The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you needed. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. News Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. It is, I am so excited to be back in the studio. It has been so, so long since I have done the radio show. I've, I feel like I've almost forgotten everything about it, but we're going to get into it, and it's going to be awesome. Earlier this week, Tara texted me uh, while I was at work to remind me that I do a radio show <laughs> Saturdays, um, I did have to respond, new phone, who dis? But uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it was, uh, it's, been, it's been a number of weeks. A lot of stuff has happened. Fall has uh, really set in, and uh, we've done a lot of stuff around uh, Zamzos, and I'm sure you've been working hard in your lawn and your garden and getting ready for fall because there's a lot of things to do to prepare for fall. A uh, couple of quick things, uh, or at least one thing I want to mention real quick before we really get into it. I'll probably mention this again later in the show. Uh, we are, Zamzo's stores are changing their hours uh, beginning Monday. So you will see some adjusted hours getting posted in places beginning Monday the 18th. Uh, stores will be open from 10 to 6 Monday through Saturday and 10 to 5 on Sundays. Sundays are staying the same, but that uh, shorter time is going to go into effect beginning Monday, and uh, we'll be keeping those winter hours for the next few months. So just something to keep in mind as you uh, make your way towards Zamzo stores near you. And if you'd like to be a part of the show, I would really appreciate some phone calls today because it feels like it's it's just, I mean, it doesn't even feel like it. I have been gone for so long with all the Boise State games that happened and the other things that uh, we had planned that um, I just, I would really like to talk to some folks. If you want to be a part of the show, please give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Um, I did get to spend a lot of time outdoors, uh, you know, doing a little bit of work here and there in the yard. But really, uh, I spent <laughs> I spent some time out in the uh, wilderness. It's just something I have just enjoyed doing so much. I got to go to Bruno Sand Dunes for the very first time. Uh, I got to go out into the woods a few times. And next week, I will be off again. So I just had a, like a month off. And here I'm taking another week off. But next week I'm going to be doing my hunting trip. So I will be gone next week as well. We'll have a pre-recorded show for you. Uh, next week. So if you want to get in touch with me, if you want to have any questions that you've been waiting to answer or get an answer for, please give me a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So I'm going to get into a few things that have been on my mind as far as coming, uh, you know, what to do 
for your lawn and your garden, primarily for the lawn. I want to start there. Uh, but if you have any of those, anything else you want to talk about, by all means, uh, I can move to any other subject that's on your mind. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is lowering your mower. A lot of people have been asking uh, on through Facebook and you know just the other means that people get in touch with me, asking about lowering your mower and uh, and also how it pertains to like if you're doing uh, new seeding or if you're planning on doing some fertilizer with this. Is another thing we'll talk about a little bit, uh, but you do want to start doing uh, start lowering your mower. What we really want to accomplish with lowering our mower is we want to get the grass lower, uh, closer to about an inch. So typically in the summer, you know, we want to encourage uh, taller grass. We want to keep that lawn higher so that it shades the soil. It holds onto more moisture. It will and it prevents evaporation. It also makes it harder for weeds to grow. Uh, all sorts of things that benefits that come from keeping your grass tall. But in the winter, we want to start lowering that down. Now it's important if you've been keeping your lawn tall, you can't go from tall to very short all at once because what happens as the grass gets taller, it actually has a point. There's a point in the grass blade or the plant where it will, it new leaves emerge. So uh, there's a technical word for it that I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but there's a, a point where the new leaves come out. So as the grass gets taller, as that plant grows taller, that point where the new leaves come out actually rises higher than the uh, uh, higher above the soil level. So if you go from really tall and then go really low all at once, the chances of you mowing underneath that point where new leaves uh, grow is very high. And if you cut that low, you will kill the grass. So that lawn, that that plant, that individual plant will actually die and you'll have to reseed. It won't really show that it's died right away. This would be what people would call like scalping. Scalping of the grass is when you mow so low that it actually cuts into even the soil or the thatch layer that's there. But that that, that layer, that layer there is where that, that stem, that point where the grass blades start to grow out is right at that level typically and then as it gets taller, it moves higher and higher up. So you don't want to cut below that point. I think it's called like a apical meristem might be the word. I don't I might not have that right. I'd have to look it up. It's been a long time since I've actually had to use the the technical word for it. Uh, but that point where the grass grows is where kind of like you can't grow. You can't cut below that because that will kill the grass off. So you got to step it down slowly over a number of weeks. So really what you want to do, uh, and if you haven't started doing this, you can start doing it now, but you can just set your mower down one notch each week. So every week, set it down one more notch. And you'll what you'll do is as you cut it lower and lower and lower, that little point where the new blades come in will actually push back closer down to the ground and the grass will be able to compensate for that and come out and and be just fine so make sure you do that slowly over time and we'll get into why you would want to do this uh here in just a minute but let's go ahead and get to doug doug how's it going it's been so long since i got a chance to talk to you how you doing i'm doing good good to hear you back again um it's something about those football games getting in the way <laughs> you're right yeah exactly um a couple questions I, you kind of answered one of my questions already um, about m when to mow, I do have it at the highest level. Yeah. Um, and 
so if I go out and mow today, um, bring it down one notch. Yeah, one notch is is ideal. You don't want to go too much uh, more than that all at once. You could probably get away with two, um, but I just generally say for like just the sake of you know making sure you don't do too much, I'd like to just go one notch a little bit lower. Also, you know, if you go too much, then you end up with a lot more uh, physical grass material that you have to deal with. And, you know, you can, you know, throw it away, put it in the mulch pile, you know, mulch it in the garden bed, whatever you want to do with it. But having so much of that all at once can be a bit of a, uh, you know, a hassle. So I, I just like to just a little bit extra is not going to be noticeable um, but just one notch is plenty. Um, you know, we're getting closer to the end of the year. And, you know, I think we've had at least uh, in the more northern uh, locations, they've had some snow already. Uh, but we haven't had any here yet. But if we get snow, that's kind of why we're trying to get that grass lower. It's mainly because we want to get the grass ready for snow getting on it. So, yeah, just one notch is ideal. Okay, and I usually, I've been using my lawnmower to collect all the leaves. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, from and, like the trees and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. The dropping leaves. Yeah. Um, this is a, this will be the second year I do this from the lawnmower that I have. It does a good job at it. But um, I have some, I cannot be your testimony this year for a year um, for the greenest lawn in my neighborhood. I got some big brown patches in it um, due to circumstances besides mm. the, um, the weather. Um, would it, is, it be, is it safe to water, try to water that lawn before I start putting the recharge on? Um, so the recharger doesn't need water, but if you still have access to it, I would, I, you know, if, if you still have access to it and, um, it needs a little bit, sure. I would go ahead and and soak those areas real good. Um, you know, it's tough to say, I don't know if we're going to have any rain in the near future, but, um, it looks pretty dry again for the next week or so. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing that with, um, trying to figure out if I can still do that before the, I don't want to do it later in the day because it will tend to freeze. Yeah. The cooler weather will. Yeah, it certainly, it certainly could. I mean, and the grass could handle a freeze. It would be repeated freezes, which would be the, probably the bigger issue, but you know, it should be, it should be all right if you did, but you know, it's still the access to water is still an issue. So you, you probably have to use house water at this point regardless yeah that's what i'm doing Um, yeah so yeah just give it i would i would focus on the areas that we're having trouble and uh maybe get those and uh just keep an eye on them so i got to go to a break doug i really appreciate you giving me a call though it was nice getting a chance to talk to you uh and i'll probably talk to you again in a few weeks (laughs) uh we do have connie on the line connie please stay on the line we will get to you as soon as we come back from the break here in the zamzo's garden show on kboi the Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and at Zamzo's, we want you to have the greenest lawn in the neighborhood and do what's best for your kids, your pets, and the environment. Well, you can have all of that and more simply by signing up for Zamzo's annual lawn program. You get five applications of our own biologically correct lawn food plus Zamzo's Humagreen for one low price. 
But in 2021, the rising cost of pretty much everything has forced us to raise the price of both Zamzo's Lawn Food and Humagreen, which in turn increased the cost of our annual lawn program for 2022. So to make it easier for our customers to renew, we decided to delay increasing the price of our lawn program until December 24th. So why pay more when you can renew your Zamzo's Lawn Program now at this year's price and get 10% off any plants and garden supplies you buy at Zamzo's through the end of 2022? And effective Monday, all Zamzo's will change to winter hours and will be open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 and Sundays from 10 to 5. Nobody knows like Samsos. The Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie, back after a long hiatus of uh, football games and just events happening on Saturdays that took me away from the show. But I'm here now with you at least for one more week, and then I get one more week off. But then but then I'm back. I'm back for a while, at least. Hopefully uh, everything will work out and we'll be on the air for a while here pretty soon. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to some folks. I know it's been a long time. You've probably been doing a lot out in the yard and garden, and uh, I'd love to talk to you. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. And we have another longtime caller. Connie is on the line. Connie, how's it going? How can I help you today? Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> I have this um, very large, mature, red-hot poker plant. And I was wanting to divide it. Is this a great time of the year to divide this monster? Oh, yeah. I think actually right now would be a fantastic time to to divide that up. Has it started? um, Well, they don't really. I'm trying to remember if their leaves go all the way down like a daylily or do they stay on? It's been a while since I've seen a red hot poker, actually. Yeah, they pretty much keep most of their yeah that's kind of what i I was thinking i trim them back Mm. into the going into the winter not of course not all the way down but i do trim them back just for the neatness sake yeah but yeah and i was going to absolutely leave any leaf protection there until next spring when i saw it taken off yeah just to protect it. Yeah. Well, and you, I would still probably do a little bit of pruning before you start dividing it because when you divide it, they're going to go through a lot of shock. And having a little less leaf will actually be beneficial because it's not going to have to transpire okay. quite as much. So it's actually going to it's going to benefit it in the long run to do some of that pruning and do your dividing, um, which, uh, you know, depending on how big it is and how thick that root ball is, can always be a challenge as well. Um, you might have to jump on the shovel a bit. <laughs> but, oh, well, yeah, and I even I even have a hatchet. Oh, good. Yeah, so you're set. Uh-huh. You're you're good to go yeah. then. Yeah, I would go ahead and divide it. Maybe have uh, the spots you want to move it to ready beforehand, so you can kind of go right uh-huh. from old spot to new spot, and uh, you know just give it a little bit of. I'm always going to recommend Thrive. I think Thrive would be a, a great way to help them recover and come back. Um, right. Yeah. But though, yeah, I think now would be a, a great time to do it. Now, the, you know, spring and fall both seem to be pretty good times mm-hmm. to do your dividing. Um, I think you can kind of get away with either, either of those seasons or either early or kind of late ish. So great. That's my project tomorrow then. Awesome. Well, good luck with that, Connie. I appreciate the call 
And uh, I hope your Red Hot Pokers come back amazing next year. So, all right, let's go to uh, Dick in Eagle. Dick, how's it going? How can I help you today? Well, I, I bought the chemical to kill the goose grass that's come up in my lawn, and it's dead. So, uh, well, I just leave it and let the other grass grow into it, or should I pull it up and put some seed in there? Um, I would I would clean the area up as best you can, uh, and then get some seed in there. You can still plant. You can still get grass seed in. It's getting de- definitely to the cooler side of things. Um, but if you get some compost, uh, you know, some sort of like a, a dairy manure compost, uh, and maybe even a little bit of human green in there with that new seed, it could certainly still come back in time. And that compost will actually um, tra- help hold on to moisture, but it'll also generate a little bit of heat. So it could keep uh, like a real bad frost from killing any new seedlings. You might also. Um, if you want to try to make sure you can get the grass to come up in time uh, before it gets real cold, you might consider using our play yard mix. Our play yard mix uses an annual grass seed, which I typically it has annual and perennial grass seed in it. So, I when you're kind of in a time crunch, I've kind of been leaning more towards that play yard because the annual ryegrass in that will come up in about five to seven days. So you can get that grass to come in really quickly. The caveat is that you're going to need to do some reseeding again next year. So you're still going to want to do some seeding, but you could, you know, it's kind of up to you how you want to go. You can try to get your regular grass in there right now. I think you'll get a lot of it coming in. You might not get it all in, but then next spring you'll definitely need to fill in no matter what. So you can still do it, but I would definitely clean it up and then remember to get your, uh, your crabgrass preventer, which will prevent the goosegrass. You just got to get it on later, like in the uh, first part of May. Yeah, the lawn is, is a uh, fescue, uh, a dwarf fescue from mm. uh, the lawn company. So, Yeah, uh, and the fescues actually can take a bit longer to germinate. So fescues and your Kentucky bluegrass can be closer to 14 to 20 days. So it might be difficult to get those grasses to come up in time before we really start getting cold. So um, that's kind of why I've been leaning towards that annual grass because then you can get something in really quickly at least. You're just going to have to do your reseeding again next spring. So, Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Or uh, you can always wait till next year as well. So good luck with that project, Dick. I appreciate it. If you want to be a part of the show, you can give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. I really appreciate getting the calls today because I've been gone for so long. I miss all your voices. So I I really appreciate you guys uh, calling in today. Looks like we're going to go to Mike in Boise. Mike, how's it going? How can I help you today? Fine, thank you. Hey, uh, I would like to uh, kill trumpeter vines. Oh, okay. Yeah, can you help me? I can. Yeah, trumpet vines are certainly can certainly be an invasive uh, plant if they get established, and they have a very long root system that'll go into the yard. Is this your trumpet vine, or is this a neighbor's trumpet vine? It is mine. It's uh, very well established into an old fence, and it does uh, like to go underground and spread yeah. up everywhere else. And yeah. I need to. Just get rid of it because I'd like to put a new fence in, but I don't want to put a new fence in with an old with a trumpeter vine. Right. It's just going to grow again Start, and destroy. Yeah, taking it. over. 
Okay. Have you cut the trumpet vine out already? I have in the past cleared down uh, a couple inches into past ground level, and then I put a product called uh, Total on there, and I could I cannot kill this yeah. thing, these things. So that if it's the Total, uh, there's one called Total Vegetation Killer, which I've used before, and I think that's just a glyphosate um, product. I I can't remember for sure. I have a one that I really like to use called um, Stump and Vine Killer. Um, okay. It uses a different chemical. We have it at the Zams at any of your Zamzos locations is going to have it, and it okay. um, it comes in a small bottle. Um, and what you're going to do when you whenever you see that little trumpet uh, sprout come out of the ground, you're going to cut it just at the base. It doesn't have to go. You don't have to go very low with it. Just cut it down to the ground, and it has a little brush on this little bottle. And you just take the brush and you brush it right over the top of that new fresh cut. And that that product goes very far into the root and ki- starts killing that root back. It's not going to do it all at once, depending on how far away it is. You might have a, you know, a number of feet to really kill it. But if you keep stay diligent with that process, every time you see a new one, cut it, dab it on there, it'll keep cutting it back and you'll start working it back towards the main thing. And then once you do, um, once you take out the main trumpet vine, once you've taken care of that, as soon as you cut it, use the same stuff and just pour it around the top of that. It goes into that really quickly and will move down into those roots and kill it. I have taken care of some very uh, uh, pyracantha, like just horrible pyracantha bushes that I had to deal with at a house of mine, and uh, one application took care of them. Those things are tough to kill. And trumpet vines are also tough to kill, but they do have a much longer root under the ground, so you're going to be need to be a little more diligent with it on that one. Okay, so a lot of uh, reapplication then. Yes, that's really, I mean, aside from like digging up the whole yard and finding every single root, that's really about the best way you can do it. You're just going to have to, every single time you see a new one, just do it again, and uh, and you'll fight it back. It'll, it might take a season or two, but but you'll get there. Okay, because I have, I have multiple what I'd call stumps that are like, uh, I mean, they're probably close to two inches around yeah so make a if you can uh make a fresh cut on and use that sump and vine killer on it and it'll it'll soak up in there and start killing all those roots out from there too so okay i'm going to try it one more quick question how do i kill goose grass in my lawn Right now, goosegrass is going to be pretty much dead as far as once it, once we hit that, you know, these cooler temperatures, the goosegrass is an annual, so it's going to die. Your best bet is to use the pre-emergent. It's the same thing we use for crabgrass, but you're going to use that in May instead of uh, like early March for crabgrass. So you apply it in March for crabgrass, apply it in May for goosegrass, and you'll prevent it from coming back. Okay, so uh, crabgrass, it has a, a red hue. And uh, goosegrass doesn't, right? It does not. Yep, you got it. Okay. And on crabgrass or on goosegrass, what do I I use? It's the same product. See, it's the crabgrass. It's our Defense Crabgrass Preventer. It comes in the yellow bag over at your Zamzos, and you're going to apply that, like I said, in May. And that's going to stop your, prevent your goosegrass from coming back. So in May for the goosegrass? Yes, Okay, and what about when for the crabgrass again? You, typically in March is when you're going to apply that. Okay, I wrote it down here. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you so much. You got it. Appreciate the call, Mike. Uh, we got another phone call from Masco. We're going to come back to you here in just a minute here on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOY.
The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, and if you're new to Boise, you probably know that Zamzo's is Idaho's oldest and largest garden store with 13 locations in the Treasure Valley. But what you may not know is that Zamzo's is also Idaho's oldest and largest group of pet stores, and that we formulate our own line of foods for dogs and cats that are superior to national brands. My great-grandparents used scientific state-of-the-art formulas for the feeds they made way back in 1933. Today, Zamzo still uses the latest scientific formulas, many of which were formulated by my dad, Jim Zamzo, and there's a Zamzo's or Grandma Z's formula for every pet and every budget. Our new line of fundamentals comes in three flavors, chicken, turkey, and whitefish, yet contains no corn, no wheat, no soy, making it ideal for dogs with allergies. But the best of the best is still our super premium Grandma Z's line and our top-selling Idaho trout and potato. So for the best in lawn and garden, come to Zamzo's. But for the best pet food and pet supplies, there's also only one place to go, Zamzo's. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part three of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and I am so excited to be back in studio, at least for one more week before I go out for a quick quick little hunting trip next week, but I'll be back after that. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. It's been so long since I've been on the radio. Uh, I, I am just so excited to, to speak with everyone. So give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We have Masako online. Sorry I messed your name up earlier, Masako. How can I help you today? Yes, I have uh, cherry trees cherry tree and it produces good this year but now it doesn't look healthy. The mm. leaves are narrowing before it's always wider but this after harvesting and getting narrower and narrower so I don't mm. know what I, how can I help it? Well um, when you say they're narrow are like those the newer leaves have gotten are, are, they, are they narrowing or are they like curling? No, it isn't curling. No, okay. It's, but it's still all the, it's growing. It's still it's smaller than before. It's pretty wide. Yeah. But now it's, it's shrunk. I see. So how can I do? Yeah. So there's a couple. I mean, there's there's a couple of things that can cause something like that. I mean, um, I would I would probably wager to guess that it has something to do. It well. What I would suspect is that you might have had it might have had some frost damage early on, and that kind of stunted the leaf growth. Um, some of the water issues we had this year could have um, made something like that happen. Um, there are you would probably see other symptoms uh, aside from that if you had like um, they can get a couple of different blights and some uh, slime fluxes or. Uh, bacteria fluxes uh on the cherry trees do you notice any sapping or anything on the tree at all any any areas where you've seen sap weeping from the trunk or any branches no, no i don't okay um yeah because uh, and is it the entire tree or is it just kind of some of the no, limbs it's too short it uh, outplaces too many trees and doesn't grow so tall i'm trying to grow but 
Yeah. Second of the week, so I trim. Yeah, and I think that might be that might be some of the issue there too, because cherry trees can tend to sh- uh, grow a lot of uh, what they'll what they'll call suckers, or um, they're just uh, long water shoots, really long branches that just like to grow up. And cherries like to do that, so they might be just some of those suckers, and you might just need to cut them out um, because those are those are pretty. You know, they just like to grow up, and so I wouldn't be afraid to prune some of those out. Um, uh, you just want to remember that your, your cherry trees are going to bloom on, I always forget it. I think it's two year growth. So you got to leave some of that old, some of that growth from this year, uh, Mm -hmm. to promote more cherries next year, but I would probably prune some of them out. Just give it some more space. Let it kind of air out a little bit, inspect the limbs for any seeping or, um, you might, and sometimes it can be subtle, but you might even have just a little bit of bark. That's kind of looks um, almost like uh, black or watery, like it's kind of got, um, mm-hmm. it might be squishy. Sometimes those bacterial cankers. No, okay. Well, that's good. Um, so just just keep an eye at it as you're kind of, as the leaves start to fall, if you notice any of them, you can prune those out. And then did you feed it with anything this year? I, I threw on uh, what you call uh Manure, compost. Compost, yeah. uh, Yes. Okay. Yeah, compost is a great one to put underneath there. You might also consider using something like our Thrive or even... Are, uh, I've been using that all the time. Okay, great. So you've you've been feeding it. So I think you're doing a lot of the right things. Um, if you get a chance, uh, you might send a picture, if you can, send a picture to zamzos at zamzos.com, and I can take a look at it and see if there's something else that um, I might be able to kind of deduce from that. I also have a really uh, a coworker who's the manager of our Middleton location, who is really good with fruit trees, and he might have a few ideas. So I'll certainly bring that up. But give me an email. Send me an email. Uh, it just goes to zamzos at zamzos.com, or you can go to our website, and there's an email form there You can come that you can fill out. It goes to me. I don't have those okay. emails. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let's see. Where were you at? You're in Payette, so that's a little bit out yeah. of the way for you. Um, but do you ever come into the Boise area? Uh, no, I don't. I okay. go to uh, Emmet. The- oh, to the Emmet store. Okay. Well, so yeah. if you're, yeah, you might, um, you could go to the Emmet store. You could also, um, the Middleton store is not, is kind of, you know, uh, in that general area as well. So you might consider oh. going there. If you go to the Emmet or the Middleton store, that's where Gary works. And he is very, very good with fruit trees, way better than I am with fruit trees. Oh, and if you can you. take a few pictures of them or even a sample of what you're seeing, um, yes. he, he will be able to definitely get a, a much better answer for you than I will. I'm kind of just guessing. Uh, but if uh, s- seeing it there would really be helpful and Gary's the person to show it to. I see. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Masako. I appreciate the call. Um, sh- okay. Let's go ahead and go to Nick in Boise. Nick, how's it going? How can I help you today? Hey, I've got a suggestion for you guys. I use your Ultra product, which I think is great. Yeah. I, I mean, that stuff, that's awesome. It, it, it even knocks the heck out of uh, uh, Morning Glory. Yeah. Which usually takes an atomic bomb, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the problem is, 
I think it, you guys would be wise to put just a tiny bit of coloring in it so that when you when you turn the little deal that you know that you're getting the product out yeah otherwise otherwise you don't know whether you're just spraying water or you or what you're doing yeah there's um we do sell we do sell the marker that you can add to it um there is a lot um there are a lot of regulations. How, on, how would you add to it? You can't get a lid off. Oh, of are it. you talking about the ready to use ones? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. got gotcha. you. Yeah, the ready to yeah. So I mean, when you're using the um, the mix them yourself ones, you can't like if you're putting it into a sprayer. We've got a little bit of uh, coloring that you can add to that. As far as yeah, the pre-made you, ones, um, you could just put food coloring in. Yeah, as far as the pre-made ones, those ones are. Um, We'd have to talk to the manufacturer of those because that kind of stuff gets really tricky. Anytime you're dealing with those chemicals, I don't know all the regulations about it, um, they're, but they're, they're extensive. There's a reason why they spend millions and millions of dollars on those uh, getting those labels uh, past uh, the uh, – the, I can't even think of the name of the place that does it. The uh, EPA, that's what it is. The, <laughs> the EPA. But I'll bring it up to them. Uh, I can bring it up to our procurement guy and see if there's uh, something that they can do because I don't know. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Uh, I can't think of any other ready-to-use products that aren't ours that have a coloring in them either. Um, yeah. So no, I'm not... There not might good. be a reason that's that they can't really do it. Good, but... Uh... It's really good, but uh, you need to be able to yeah. when, you're, when it's coming out and when it's not. Well, I'll do what I can for you, Nick. I appreciate it. Sorry I can't be more help right away with that one, um, aside from just using the uh, the ready-to-mix or the mixable stuff. So uh, if you have any other questions, please email me, nguthrie at zamzos.com. I'll answer your questions. Or zamzos at zamzos.com, either one. We're going to come back for one more segment here to the Zamzos Garden Show in just a moment. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and with me is my dad, Jim Zamzo. Hey, that's a switch. You introducing me. Beauty before age, Dad. But I have a short educational quiz for you to take, and I suspect you'll ace it. Okay. What liquid fertilizer is biologically correct and contains every element and every trace mineral plants need to be healthy? Zamzos thrive. And what liquid fertilizer feeds the microbes, nourishes the soil, and stays where you put it so it's there when the plant needs it? Zamzos thrive. And what liquid fertilizer is good for every plant in your yard and garden? and produces bigger, brighter flowers, tastier fruits and vegetables, and even healthier trees, shrubs, and roses. Zamzos thrive. And what liquid fertilizer is also great for greening up brown or damaged spots in your lawn, even due to pet urine? Again, Zamzos thrive. So what won't Zamzos thrive green up? Concrete and asphalt. I think you passed the quiz, Dad. Do I get a gold star? You get a gold star and a dum-dum. Well, I am a sucker for sweets. Nobody knows like Zamzos. News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5, it's Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back. It's part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I have just forgot how fast this show can go sometimes. I'm so glad to be back on the air, at least for one week. Uh, I will be off next week, so we will have a pre-recorded show. I'm going on my hunting trip next week, so uh, I will be gone. But... I might come home with an elk. We'll never. We'll, you never know. 
<laughs> might be awesome. Hey, if you'd like to be a part of the show, I'd love to get a chance to get another call or two in. 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Real quick, just a quick reminder, uh, store hours are going to be changing at all Zamzos beginning Monday the 18th. Uh, store hours will change from Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday, 10 to 5. And... Um, a lot of stuff has happened over the last, I mean, fall happened. I got a puppy for the family this last week, which has been just an awesome experience. Uh, it's been a long time since I've had a dog, and I'm so excited to have one again. And uh, the family's doing great. Puppy's doing awesome. And I'd love to talk to, people, to, to, to you folks. So, man, I am just all over the board, Tara. Uh, you can't let me be gone for this long ever again. <laughs> You're in charge of the schedules for BSU, aren't you? If you want to be a part of the show, give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBO. I don't even think I got to talk about garlic this year. Um, garlic is one of those things that I always look forward to talking to on the radio show. And we got, I think we got garlic in a while ago while we've been gone. Uh, and we've got garlic in and it's almost, uh, we're almost sold out of it. So if you uh, do want to plant garlic, I know some of the stores still have it. Um, you should definitely make your way into one of the stores because we got a whole bunch of different varieties in this year uh, that we then we, we tip, haven't typically had. Usually we've had just the Inchulum and the early Italian and uh, chestnut, but this year we got a purple Italian and we have uh, two others that the names are escaping me right now. But they just they sound like they they when I was reading the descriptions of them they sounded really good. And I use garlic I think literally every day in almost everything I cook. It's like garlic and onions just go into everything. Um, so if you are like that, now's a great time. You can really supplement your garlic uh, habit or uh, cooking uh, by planting some right now because one of those bulbs, uh, each clove turns into a whole other plant and grows a whole full bulb of garlic. And you'll have lots to use. You just got to remember you can't use the store garlic. It has to be certified garlic because anything else is not treated. Uh, it's treated to not grow, but also if it's coming from out of state, it could have a uh, disease in it that can get into the soil, which basically means you can't grow anything in that family in that, in that soil uh, pretty much forever. <laughs> so we really want to protect our farmers that are growing these things. So make sure you do the seed garlic. <laughs> How's it going, Nate? Good to see you. You're not even listening. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so a couple other things I wanted to talk about today. Uh, feeding the lawn right now is a great time to feed your lawn, Zamzo's Recharger. And uh, a lot of people will ask, should I, you know, does it need to be watered in? Why should we feed now? And you really, uh, feeding the lawn recharger right now is a really important application. You want to get the recharger down. You want to get a fall application on the lawn. What's great about recharger? Well, there's got a lot of things that it's great for, that is great about it. One of them is that it doesn't need to be watered in because it's such a low amount of nitrogen and phosphorus and potassium and it's so slow releasing feeding the lawn right now with recharger won't burn your lawn. So you don't have to have water on it right away. You can actually apply it really just about any time and the dew from the morning and rain that we get in will help break that down and start soaking it into the soil and you won't have any issues with applying your recharger right now and anything burning. But the other things that are really important about recharger is applying it right now is actually kind of a, a, the last feeding of winter. And you do want to get some a little bit of food in there because it's slow releasing. It's actually going to be feeding the, the lawn over the winter because even though the grass is 
kind of in a semi-dormancy to dormancy. It still needs some fertilizer just to keep active and, and you know, just to stay healthy. Uh, but it's also, it's not just your last feeding of winter in, in fall. It's also your first feeding in spring. So applying it now, actually, it will feed all the way through winter, and it puts a lot of those nutrients that the grass needs in the spring in the right spot the following year. So that's why your grass will green up faster if you do your fall feeding and doing it right now is just optimal. You're going to be able to put it down, not have to worry about anything. And in in addition to that, you can kind of time that with your lower mowing. Keep mowing lower, mow your lawn, put your recharger down. You're set for the the rest of uh, this year and going into next year, your lawn's going to wake up and it's going to be doing tremendous recharger is very very important i think it's probably one of the most important fertilizers uh feedings of the year i mean i I think i say that about every single application of fertilizer though i have a there's a reason that they're all important and i i think rechargers is one of those that uh like it it does kind of double duty you're getting a long feeding for it and and it it's the first thing your grass is going to start growing with uh, in, in the, in the early spring. So definitely don't forget to put your recharger. If you're on our lawn program, those reminders are starting next week. Although you just got reminded, so you could absolutely go in and pick that up today, but your emails and your texts will be coming out beginning next week. So you can do that at any time you're ready. And, uh, now's a great time to do it. Also, we should be seeing a frost. I know, uh, we had a really, I think, I don't know. I didn't see a frost. Like I think I might've seen a, a very light frost over in Nampa the other day. Um, but I, I don't know that we've had a lot of killing frost yet. Um, but it's any day. I mean, literally any day we could have a killing frost. You do you definitely want to be prepared for that. If you haven't harvested all of your, uh, your fruits and your vegetables from the garden, make sure you get out there and do that. You can still, even if your tomatoes are green, even if your peppers aren't completely, uh, you know, ripened yet, really any of those plants that you have out there, if it's got fruit on it, go ahead and pull that stuff off. Harvest all that stuff, make a little bit of room in the garage or on the counter and uh, and space them out. You want to probably put down like some newspapers or you know something that you have. You don't want to use um, anything like a towel that's going to uh, hold on to too much moisture. But you want to do something that's going to wick that water away. Uh, make sure you wash all that fruit off. Get all all the dirt, anything that's off there, and then make sure you dry them really well. Then keep them in a cool spot. In the garage is great. And they will actually ripen off of whatever it is they were growing on, and you'll have plenty of time uh, and, and be able to extend uh, your your harvest and have those things available for a long time. Uh, Jim Zamzo and Josh Zamzo shared with me some stuff they did with some peppers. They made chipotle peppers on their wood smokers, which uh, just they didn't share any with me, uh, but uh, I'm not going to hold that against them. Uh, but, you know, get creative. There's lots of things you can do with that sort of stuff. Uh, I did get to have some of Jim's hot chipotle peppers in a chili contest we had last week, which I took, I took, I tied with Jim's Amzo. I don't know like how big a deal that can be, but for me, it was a big deal to tie Jim's Amzo in a chili eating contest. Anyway, I'm out of time. I really appreciate all the phone calls today so much. I will be out next week, but we'll be back the week after that. And I'll be looking forward to talking to you all again here in the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI.
this is Callie Zamzo, and it's time for Zamzo's Recharger, the incredible biologically correct lawn food specially designed to prepare Treasure Valley lawns for fall and winter. You see, when my dad Jim Zamzo formulated Zamzo's Recharger, he doubled the amount of phosphorus and potassium of our regular lawn food. That's because in the fall, your lawn is regenerating itself. And Zamzo's Recharger gives your lawn the nutrients it needs to build a strong, healthy root system. Plus, Recharger slow feeds your lawn all winter long, so when it wakes up in the spring, you have the greenest lawn in the neighborhood. Recharger is step five of the Zamzo's lawn program, but you don't need to be on the program to apply it. You can buy Recharger one bag at a time. But if you do purchase or renew your Zamzo's lawn program before December 24th, you get next year's program at this year's price. And effective Monday, all Zamzo's will change to winter hours and will be open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 and Sundays from 10 to 5.